The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is sponsored by OneFootball. OneFootball is the app you all need to get the latest info on Newcastle United and the Premier League. Make sure you go and download OneFootball today. Hello everyone. You join me on the road up to Newcastle upon Tyne the day after the loss, uh, the narrow loss at home to Liverpool. Uh, as Johnny mentioned, today we're at the historic um, game of St James's Park featuring Newcastle United women, <clears throat> many of whom we've had on the uh, the show previous, the manager Becky Langley, the captain Brooke Cochran and the, uh, the two highest goal scorers of this season, uh, Katie Barker and Georgia Gibson. And today they'll be taking to the hallowed turf of St James's Park for the first time in women's history. So I've made that three hour journey up. I'm about two and a half hours in. <coughs> where I will be meeting Mr. Greenwood for some breakfast and to preview the game. So yeah, a bit of a different show this week, bit of a different vibe, but what I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, minor issue, straight away, um, I do have to find um, a clothing outlet store for, at some point this morning due to a rogue hole that has appeared in mine trousers. Nowhere sinister, I, I implore, but um, it is marginally noticeable and uh, I, I, it's one of the hazards of travelling light on long journeys. You're not prepared for, for such an event. So, yeah, quick stop at uh, some sort of clothing shop which may be tricky on a Sunday morning, but I'm sure we'll find somewhere that's open in plenty of time. So I'm about just over half an hour away from Newcastle, I think, now. And uh, yeah, <coughs> we'll meet Mr. Greenwood very, very soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mullen Show here on Newcastle Fans TV, where today is a historic day for Newcastle United in terms of its women's side. They play on St. James's Park for the very first time. They've played all over the northeast. I think they've played pretty much everywhere. But today they play on the Holy Grail, the place that every football fan, man, woman or child, would love to play on. St. James's Park, Newcastle United versus Attic Town, in where a win for Newcastle and only a win for Newcastle will take it to the final day between themselves and Liverpool Feds for a place in the next division higher up. Both of these sides have been absolutely incredible in terms of Newcastle and Liverpool. Two very even contests, which I'm sure you would have seen on the channel on YouTube. Newcastle United drew 1-1 with Liverpool Feds in a really, really close game. But it's all still to play for after Liverpool Feds drop points in the week as well. Today, I'm meeting Sam in a lovely establishment in Newcastle for a bit of breakfast. Uh, I believe he's given it away to you already in a previous clip. He may, I've not mentioned it, but it's going to be a lovely little surprise for you anyway. And then we are going to be talking about the game. We might even do some Twitter space, so keep an eye out for that if you want to go back and listen to what we saw beforehand. But it is truly a monumental day for the women's team. It really, really is. And... We're very much looking forward to it. Newcastle Fans TV have been long-term supporters of the women's team. We've interviewed some fantastic names in regards to Newcastle United women over the years. We've actually got a, an award given to us by Brooke Cochran, um, which Sam was unavailable for due to ill health. But he is back. He is in the northeast, and Sam will tell you all about his journey, what he's looking forward to, and probably where he is on the motorway right now. So Sam Mulner. This is your time. Take it away on the Green Widow Mulner Show. Well, we're here. I'm parking up in search of new trousers. In fact, Johnny, I mean, you know, 
it's not very often an actual voice note conversation becomes a part of a podcast but um is there like a, a tk maxx or like a burton's or, i mean other retail outlets are available in the, in the city center near to where we're meeting for breakfast yes sam there is there is loads loads of choice as i have just arrived in newcastle there is a tk maxx there is a burton but i tell you what there isn't there isn't any match tickets because i've left them at the house it's a bit of a, a bit of a cocker up on my part so let's see what mr muller has to say about that the greenwood and mulliner show on newcastle fans tv you join me in a car park on the way to get some tickets with Molner. Absolute cretin. Cretin. Who forgets tickets? Um, uh, to be honest, it's not the first time that I've forgotten tickets. I remember forgetting tickets for Liverpool once, and that was a very, very difficult one to blag to try and get in, but we did it in 2010, 11 season, when Andy Carroll played his first game for Liverpool. Well, first one of his first games for Liverpool against Newcastle. So that was um, a barrel of laughs, but we'll keep you all updated. On the hunt for trousers, tickets. Trousers, tickets and breakfast. And maybe even a Lee Lawler in the middle of that as well. We'll see you all later on today. So little Johnny JG has uh, gone to retrieve the tickets. Here he comes now. He's suited and booted today as well. So this Greenwood and Mulner show episode has gone Pete Tong. We are now currently in a clothes shop, looking for trousers for, <laughs> for, for Sam. Oh my god, it's just stupid, absolutely stupid. But hey ho, hey bloody ho. Let's see how he gets on. We've got one pair of trousers. Hopefully, I might fit them. If they do, brilliant. If not, we're moving to another shop. <sighs> I want to get to this football match as soon as possible now. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Oh, okay, we're here. We've made it. Sit rep, Johnny, as we're now in St. James's Park. I've got new trousers. You've got tickets. What, what, this is not how today was supposed to go. Yeah, but when is, when is it ever easy? When is it ever easy for us? It's never not oh, easy. How how can you not? The one time we get hospitality off the club, how can you forget the tickets? But anyway, how we're can, here now. How can matter. you rip your trousers? Well, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, no, I've I've got some new trousers from Ham. Um, is that the shop called? Is that what it's called, Ham? Hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. If it's spelt Ham. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go okay. with that. Well, I've got some lovely new black chinos now anyway. But um, we're here in the Moncur Suite in St. James's Park. Who would have thought it? I have a... Um, uh, we're with producer Lee as well, who's just gone to get himself a lovely hot drink. Um, myself and Lee have press passes. Um, you, little Johnny JG, are going to have to make do with the leather seats in the director's box today. I am. I have to be honest... I'm not too fussed on this occasion. I think the fact that we have such a good relationship with the women's team and the management and everything surrounding the women's uh, team at the minute, I think this won't be a one-off. I feel like no. this could ha- this could happen on a regular basis. So say for whatever reason you can't make the, the trip up, I think there's always going to be spaces available. And the good the good thing is, it, we can experience both sides of it today. We can experience yeah. being in the leather seats and seeing that amazing view. And we can also see what it's like from the press area, which I'm, I'm sure you and Lee are looking forward to later. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I mean, there's a, that, to be fair, coming in, there was a tremendous buzz around town for this game. And we ran into, um, before we before we came in here, we ran into Steve Baharrell, obviously friend of the show and head of the foundation. And he says they were expecting about 10,000 today, 10 to 12,000. That would be amazing to see like the east stand full Ten thousand would be brilliant um i saw i noticed a lot of um young boys and girls around with their parents probably going to their um first ever game today i think that's what today's about isn't it yeah very much the family vibe isn't it and it's to show off the women it's to show off 
their talents and show off that how good they are. Uh, I think twelve and a half thousand was my prediction. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see and see how how we do how we do later on this afternoon. But how many did they do at as, Kingston Park? Was it three? Three thousands, yeah, just under three thousand. Oh, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for ten then. I, I, I yeah. think a nice even five figure ten. That I think that would be fantastic. But um, yeah, no, I think that'd be really, really good. But hopefully, there's more. Who knows? Um, well, obviously, you were at Kingston Park. I wasn't. So, I've, this is my first game for the women in the flesh. Obviously, we've had Becky, the manager, Becky Langley, Brooke Cochran, the captain, who I've just seen in the program notes is retiring at the end of the season. So, this yeah. is her second to last game. Um, I mean, to come back from her ACL injury. Not many people do that, uh, so what a fitting way to to, to bow out. Um, and obviously, am I, am I right to assume Katie Barker and Georgia Gibson are, are the the women the women's main two players that I should be looking out for? Is there anyone that I I should be looking forward to to seeing apart from those two? I think they will be the two that, if you haven't watched the women before properly they'll be the ones that go, wow, these two are good. These two are very good. And the actual partnership of the two of them is are, are something to to be excited about if you want some attacking flair in terms of, you know, yesterday, you look at your Shearer and Ferdinand's, you look at your Ben Arthur's, you look at, you know, Bellamy's and Shearer's and things like that. And maybe from the women's equivalent, Gibson and Barker, maybe two that could stand out. Alec Casey Allison, I think she uh, she's impressed me. She impressed me. Yeah, you interviewed her after Kingston Park, didn't you? She seemed like a good yeah. character. Yeah, she really is. And then I think I think you just kind of go with an, an open mind. I think that's what a lot of people have got to do today. They've got to look at this game and open mind and go, wow, actually they are. There's some very, very good players there. And maybe the fourth tier will be the third tier, will be the second tier for years to come if everything goes according to plan. But especially in the last six months with the new owners coming in, It'll be interesting to see what they want to do with the women's team moving forward, but I'm sure Becky Langley will be a massive part of their plans. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt that for one second. Speaking of the new owners, about five minutes before we started recording, we had a we had a little photo with them, didn't we? It's 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 surreal because obviously it was only about five minutes ago. So obviously Lee's He's still actually still in the queue for the uh, for his drink. To be honest, I thought he'd be back by now. I thought he might join us, but um... I think there's a problem with the contactless reader, which is why cash will always be king. Possibly, but I think he's trying to put on every social note and man. I think we all wanted to get that picture, and it was surreal. It was funny because I was talking to another. Uh, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a big big uh, hoo ha. I was speaking to Matty Renton from the Magpie Channel in Keg as well. Um, good, like I say, we got well with them as well. And um, I was just talking to Keg, and I could just see him at the corner of my eye. And I, I could see you were kind of seeing them in like a little kiddie, like elbow. It wasn't just tapping on the shirt on the sides. I'm thinking, I'm yes, because you make that. a better first impression than I do. I always find. Why? So I don't know. I was very. I was very. I mean, look, today's been stressful enough. I've had to change my trousers in the stadium car park for one. Um, Not for reasons why other people might think. <laughs> yeah, no, well, no, because of the hole in the in the in the old pair. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think you you have more of that friendly, like soft Geordie way about you, whereas I'm I'm six foot four and a bit tubby. So I don't know. I I, I was trying to get your attention to go over and introduce us, but. Did, did, eventually. Yeah, did eventually. Yeah. Did eventually. I think great. it was difficult. It was difficult because loads of people wanted to say hello, loads of people wanted pictures, loads of people wanted handshakes, etc. Um it was the actual like the nicest bit was there was a, actually a, a father and a daughter in front of us. Like, I, I don't know if you can remember, I know it was only about five, yeah. ten minutes ago. I don't know if you're fully just kind of like, oh my god, the owners are in front of us, but she, they were talking about how she wants to be the next Georgia Gibson, she wants to be the next Katie Barker, she wants to be the next you know x y and z and amanda in particular very much a mother figure oh my little boy oh, wants to be a yeah. footballer. and it, 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 it was lovely like I, I thought that's what the vibe was it was because it was very family friendly and obviously amanda has a, a, a young child as well i just thought it was just lovely i just it was a really nice moment she was saying you know if you work really hard you might be able to get in one day you might be able to play in st james's part like the girls are today and it was it was very much a family feel uh nothing but good vibes from the pair of them but it, it, it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see. Would we have got that six, seven months ago after the previous owner? I very much doubt it. So, no chance. 
it's a bit it's still a bit surreal it, it is very it, it is very surreal and it, and it hasn't sunk in yet as you you probably can tell because um it's just odd <laughs> But uh, did odd. you know what? It feels really like, really like that. There's a fantastic family atmosphere building here, and um, obviously we've come back into the suite just to record this because um, we can't record outside in the stadium. But um, yeah, the plan is we're gonna we're gonna go and watch the game. Um, in fact, I've just heard that kickoff's been delayed for 15 minutes because of because of crowd congestion. Crowd can you? Oh, okay. So we've got we've got a few more minutes, but yeah, that that's a good sign though. Um, are you going to alter your twelve thousand prediction with that? Surely not. No, I'll stick with I'll stick with twelve and a half hours, and I think that, well, let's just let's just see what happens. The more the merrier, as as my nana used to say, the more the merrier. But um, we'll see what happens. But uh, I have to be honest, it's just it's just nice. Everyone's in such a positive mood. Obviously, the men played yesterday, the women played today. It's all about the women today. It's all about the girls and. Of course, Liverpool Feds, we need to remind everybody that Liverpool Feds play at the same time as Liverpool Feds get a point. They will be champions and Newcastle will miss out even if they do win today. A defeat will take it to the final day where Newcastle will have the chance to potentially get promoted. It's a big ask because Liverpool Feds are playing United Manchester, United Manchester 10th in the league currently out of 12 teams. Newcastle, of course, playing Anik, who are 12th in the league, bottom of the league. So you would accept both teams to win. But stranger things have happened, Samuel, and hopefully United of Manchester can do a little favour for us. But it's it's oh, going to be difficult, isn't it? Absolute scenes if they do. Absolute scenes. Hashtag cans and everything. Um, but yeah, this is the plan of action then. We're going to go, um, as I say, we can't film or uh, record in this, inside the stadium. So we're going to go watch the game and then we will let you know how the girls have got on and then we'll get some post-match interviews as well as i say me and producer lee have got the um, press passes so we'll we'll pick that up very very shortly so how are the lasses how are the lasses well what a game what a game oh. Newcastle have won by four goals to oh. nil I don't think you could. I don't think you could have scripted it even better, Samuel. Goals from King no, no, no. Hang on. Let, let, let's just get one thing right. The stadium announcer halfway through the second half announced that there was over. Tw- I can't remember the exact figure, but there was 22, over twenty-two thousand. No wonder the kickoff got delayed for fifteen minutes. Apparently, there was five thousand people waiting outside the East Stand still, and they were still streaming in to what fifteen minutes into the match. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Twenty two thousand. That's, that's I incredible. don't know. I don't know how that compares to like like the men's fixtures from yesterday or whatever. But that is absolutely incredible. I, I'm so proud to be a Newcastle fan right now. That is just absolutely amazing. The game. I mean, they won four 0 But you know, what a, what a, what an incredible moment. Yeah, it's it's absolutely tremendous. I have to be honest. Harry sent us a couple of messages in the WhatsApp that we have, and he's just said. It was like he was he was in the uh, in the East End this afternoon, Harry, and he's and he's like showing us pictures. It was there was thousands amongst thousands of people trying to get it in. It is absolutely incredible. Only Newcastle United can do this. I've actually just put a tweet out about an hour ago. I said never underestimate the support of Newcastle United. Never underestimate it because you can never know what will happen. But on the game itself, Sam, first half in particular, Kate Barker getting the goal. Almost the sheer celebration. It was kind of like two arms in the air at one point. She had one, one disallowed, didn't she? About about five minutes before, which which yeah. all right, it was, it, it was a mile offside. There's no getting away <laughs> from that. But um, and I think she knew it as well because she didn't give it the big and like she did when with with the proper goal. But the number nine, the Lees's end, arm raised. Oh, what a moment for the young girl. I mean, we've had her on the show. She's been prolific this season. Um, we're going to grab her later on. Actually, we've um, I've just yeah. spoken to the powers that be, and we're getting Katie Barker, um, Becky, and and, and Brooke uh, post match as well. Just when we've finished recording this little snippet, but um, yeah, a Newcastle United number nine scoring their first goal at St James's Park. The first wo- uh, first woman to score at St James's Park is the number nine. What a moment! You, you can't take that away. I actually seen her and a partner. Um, at, at where I work, and I just said, "Oh, how many times this week have you been asked how much you're looking forward to Sunday?" And he said, "Oh, I just can't. Wait. I just want to be on the pitch right now." And and that was three days ago. 
So it, it just shows that the adrenaline's kicking in and, you know, wanting to showcase their skills. And it was fantastic. Like you say, Kate, you could have had a hat-trick today. But yeah. I think I think that the, the, the woman in the moment has to be Brooke Cochran. You mentioned just previously, Sam, before the match kicked off, <laughs> she mentioned that she was going to be retiring at the end of, at the end of the season. And I have to be honest, when Newcastle were awarded that penalty, I was surprised that Brooke Cochran was running up to say, I'm taking it, but because of being... That's, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> that's why I was laughing, because it was so funny, because Beth Guy had the ball, he's the normal penalty taker, and Brooke comes steaming in and just goes, nope, I'm having What a it. penalty, though. What a penalty. Cool, calm, collected. And I thought the Annick keeper actually played very well today. Um, she yeah, kept the score yeah. down. She made some cracking saves. Um, as you say, Katie could have had a, a hat trick, and um, Casey Elson um, probably should have got on the score sheet too. Um, who was who was great value to watch, by the way. Such a fantastic like attitude. You'd imagine you'd hate her if she wasn't on your team, which is you always a good sign. Yeah, a hundred percent. She's got a fantastic way about her. Um, but yeah, Brooke Cochran, what a way to to bow out um, penalty at the Leeds end nestled in that bottom corner no no messing whatsoever <sighs> that that they these moments are going to stay with these these girls for the rest of their lives and I, I tell you what this has been one of my favorite days ever at St James's Park I'm not I'm not exaggerating this whatsoever absolutely incredible atmosphere to see the people streaming in and like the east stand got full so then the stewards opened Gallagher lower Gallagher, and yeah. the leases and people were queuing right the way the length of the East Stand, which if you don't know, um, so the East Stand at St. James's Park is the one that says Newcastle United on the top, opposite the main stand. People were queuing the the length and breadth of that stand to get in to the next stand, to get into the Leases and Gallagher. It was I've never seen anything like it. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And a shout out to War Flags as well with a big sign saying oh. away the lasses, which is fantastic. I nearly, I, I, I was nearly blubbing when that came out. <laughs> well, I, got, I, got, I got little tingles in my arms and it was it was fantastic because sometimes when it's the men's game, you, you kind of focus on different things depending on where you're sitting in the ground. And because we had prime seats and again, big thanks to the club for inviting us to yeah. watch it from from the from those seats, we saw. The, I could see the girls looking, and, and when it actually hit them, and they seen this big massive sign, and they seen that the crowds were gathering and building up, and like say twenty two thousand in the end, and it was just like wow, like you could see like Grace Donnelly running up towards the goal and going, "Oh my goodness, this is incredible!" But do you know what did it honest, for me as well? There was like it was like five minutes gone, and um, Casey Elson beat. Um, beat two girls and then ran into the box and the roar from the crowd like made me like jump. So God knows what it did to her. I think it did something similar because she fluffed the chat a little bit. But that was that was like just nerves and they would never have heard a noise anything like that whatsoever before. I mean there's that, that was a bigger crowd in there today than we get at like preseason games or even some cup games. It was incredible the the, the noise that they got. Again, again like we, we were saying early before kickoff, we thought it was going to be like a family day. That was very much the case. It was such a wonderful atmosphere. I, I, oh, I get one of my favourite ever days this has, and it's not finished yet. It's definitely not finished yet, and we'll we'll, mention, we'll obviously talk about what we'd like to do in the future with the women's team and the foundation itself, maybe towards the end of this podcast. But I have to mention Georgia Gibson. What a goal! That Class. third goal. It, that, it, like, I think, I think you have to say that she was probably the standout player today. She was probably player of the match for me today. Georgia Gibson, when she's got the ball, you just felt like she could do anything she wanted to do. She really could, and that third goal personifies it. Basically, going through the heart of Anik into the box, left foot. Ben Arthur, them. Yeah, pretty much. And, Took the goal really well. Fantastic finish. Fantastic celebration. 3-0 game over. If it wasn't game over before. And then another penalty time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just want to just go back on to Georgia Gibson very, very quickly because she is different gravy. Um, yeah, she is the standout player. And I think she can ply her trade a couple of levels above this one and not look out of place. She was absolutely... Some of her... She put a, she put a free kick in in the first half. That was Beckham esque. The delivery. I, oh, my God. I mean, 
obviously it, it, we had her on very it was quite recently wasn't it it was it, it was only a month or so ago and I mean she's going to be Sam, very it was the pop- day before it's got announced it was the literally the night before yeah, it was, they got announced that they were going to play at St James's <laughs> Park and literally I don't think the girls knew because when we were speaking to Georgia we asked the question and she was kind of like oh it would be fantastic like sometimes you can kind of tell if something's been said and you're not allowed to say it just yet I generally don't think the girls knew maybe Becky might have known but I don't yeah. think the girls knew until it was announced on that Tuesday morning. I don't know. Maybe. I'll try and ask yeah, She's got a good poker face. She's got a good poker face, Georgia. Well, she, that, that, that's the teacher in her, you see. That's the teacher. She's going to be very popular on Tuesday with her school, um, with her student. My word. Can you imagine that? Your teacher's just scored at the Gallagher end. And what a goal it was, by the way. Um, absolutely incredible player. Different gravy. Different gravy. She did come off with a bit of a, a, a knock to the knee. I, I saw her um, when there was girls were just doing the lap of honour just before we've come back in here. Um, she she had a uh, ice pack on it, so I'll try and find out what the crack is with that. But um, yeah, what a player! And then yeah, the, the fourth penalty took two two takes because um, Beth Guy, who did get the honours this time, um, didn't wait for the whistle first time round. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're about to take a penalty at the Gallagher end, you kind of just want to do it, don't you? Forget the referee. But yeah, 4-0, and it was the, the scoreline reflected the performance. Yeah, 100%. And that was, it was it was fantastic to watch. It could have been more. It could have been five, six or seven. I can, Anik only really had two chances of note in the whole game, really. Grace only really didn't have to do a lot. I think she made one comfortable save for, for, uh, in terms of Anik's attacking threat. But Anik definitely didn't disgrace themselves. No, they didn't. But it, I don't think they probably they don't look bottom of the league. But then again, I can imagine the level or the levels are so huge now in terms of women's football. It is growing and growing and growing. You see with the WSL and it is filtering through the lower leagues now. When you look at Newcastle United, unfortunately, Becky was told pretty much bang on full time that Liverpool fans had won against United and Manchester. Oh, they? Yeah. They won in the end, unfortunately. Oh, so, unfortunately, Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle are going to finish second this season, which is obviously one place lower than Becky wanted to finish this That's season. So but harsh, though, isn't it? They've lost two games all season. It's incredibly harsh, incredibly harsh. But Ugh. it's 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 competition. It's competition at its highest, and if you want to be the best, you've got to win your leagues, especially at this level. Unfortunately, you can't have. Um, Two teams going for promotion. Maybe they'll look into it in the future. They'll smash it next season. Of course they will. Of course they will. But it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. But that that lap of honour. I know you've got to quickly go and do your interviews in a second, Sam. But that lap of honour. The amount of people that just wanted a, a piece of of uh, of the girls today. This is probably the slight difference with with the men's team and the women's team. You know, Brooke Cochran's going over to the crowd and taking pictures, X, Y, and Z. And I'm not saying the men don't do that, but there's just subtle differences. There are yeah, subtle there differences. Is. There is. I, I don't know why. I kind of feel like a proud dad watching on. It's 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 it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bizarre. Like I am, I'm genuinely proud of them. But it, it's a moment in his, history. This and like. I, I'm just so glad I was here today. Like I know seven hour round trip for me in the car today to to be here, but it was so worth it. So worth it. I'm so proud, but I'm proud to be a Newcastle fan today as well. To, to, and you should be proud to be a Geordie Johnny as well, because Always no one gets to be a fan. no one gets behind their team like the Geordies do. Twenty two thousand for 22, essentially the equivalent of a League Two match. You it's would not get that. Look- Anywhere else, it's effectively like Newcastle taking on Carlisle in the men. If you're looking at it like, like the men's, if you were to look at it like that, but it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic occasion. I can actually see Lee Lawler in the corner of my eye waving you because I think your interviews are very, yes. very soon. Oh, yeah. so I have to I disappear, think... and I've just been like um, pitch side as well. That's all I'm saying. So I'll meet you outside, <laughs> and um, let's queue up these interviews now, and we'll get some post-match reaction. Um, starting with the number nine, the first ever. Goal scorer, female goal scorer at St James's Park, Katie Barker. Was that giving you a taste to want more of this now? Yeah, of course. We, we'd want to play out every week if we could. Uh, it's it's just insane. Yeah. I mean, Amanda Stable said when she first arrived that she, she wanted a strong women's team here. I mean, that must be so encouraging. For oh, of course it is. Um, 
when all eyes come in and they tell you they want things to progress and want things to, to go in a certain way, it's just amazing to be part of that and we're, we're just the start. It's only going to get better and I'm so proud to be involved in this. To see them here today? Oh yeah, they've come um, to a few matches this season so it's, their support is just, it's amazing for them. You spoke to Amanda at the end, uh, he's embraced you and, the, and your staff as well, um, what did you say to him? Just so, so proud of us, so proud of what we've achieved and um, just give a look for the rest of the season. We've got one more game left um, and we've got a photo in um, the changing room which everyone likes to see on Twitter, so that's nice. Your partner in crime, Georgia Gibson, came off with a bit of a nasty knee injury. You seem to still be winning the battle for the golden boot. How's the uh, competitiveness of that going? Uh, me and G always been competitive goal scoring, but um, both got one today and we're both just so, so happy. We're both die-hard Geordies, so to score. George out the Gallagher, I mean, the Leasers. It's just amazing. Is that 29 for you? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. So hopefully I'll win that golden boot. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is hard. Um, we've still got a game left to play, so we've still got everything to fight for, but it is a hard one to take. We've given everything this season, and I know we're down to next season, but we'll go for that promotion and we'll go for the Yeah, so Liverpool fed to one day, so we're in the league, sadly, but we've still got one game left, and you know like we'll fight for them three points definitely. Must be confident, though, going into next season. Oh, we're more than confident, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Um, there's only bit, bigger and better things to come, and this is a brilliant start to all of that. Newcastle Fans TV. Brooke, obviously, there was a lot that happened the week in the build up. Tell me, how has your week been? <laughs> Crazy, absolutely mental. One that, I, I don't know. One that I didn't think would ever happen. Um, something that I, I can't put into words and will ever able to be described of how we've all felt, but one that we'll never ever forget. And if this has happened this week, what's what's going to happen in years to come? What's going to happen in the future and future seasons to come? And this is just a bite and a bit of the limelight of, God, this this could be you every single week. I'll come out of the, the stadium and the attendance very shortly, but there was a game to be played today. How do you think the game went? Um, I think it was a game of two halves, if I'm honest with you. I think we started the first half very, very well. We had a lot of chances that we should have put to bed that we didn't, which has kind of been part of our season all season. Um, but I think, give the due to the girls, they didn't stop. They kept working hard. Obviously, we made five subs to allow everyone to be involved in the game and have that experience of playing in St James's Park. And I think when you do that, it kind of kills the momentum a little bit. But those girls came on and worked just as hard as we had that have been playing for the full 90. Um, I think we started sharp in the, the second half as well, two quick goals. Um, and then I think we kind of dropped a bit, massive pitch. I think legs started to get a little bit heavy, but we kept fighting. We didn't concede, which was the biggest thing that we went in for. We want, we want a clean sheet, um, one more clean sheet. And we've hit our target of what our target was for this season for clean sheets. But incredible and fair play to Anik, do you know what I mean? Like they, they went non-stop for the full 90. They pushed us all the way and they didn't stop. So 1-0, referee gives a penalty. I say Brooke Cochran running straight over and taking off Beth Guy and thinking, I'm having a piece of this. Why? What's running for your thoughts there? Um, I said to the girls on Thursday, any penalties, I'm taking it. And they kind of just laughed at me. And I was thinking, well, you can laugh, but I am. Um, and I actually didn't realise it was a penalty. I thought they'd flagged for offside. So I was kind of just like, oh, like moseying about, getting ready to like, defend the, the free kick and then I seen Beth pick the ball up and I was like whoa absolutely not ran over and I just said Beth give me the ball and she went all right okay um, and it was kind of put the ball on the spot and I just stared out the ball and knew exactly where I wanted to put it I have manifested this right all week I'm not even lying I've even manifested scoring from a corner or scoring a penalty and even last night I was going about it. every time I woke up I was thinking where am I putting it where am I putting it so yeah and it was kind of like what a way to sign off front of family, friends, 22,000 fans and scoring at St James's Park. It's not for everyone, is it? Well, you've made history. You're the first female captain to score. You're the first female captain to play. The first female captain to win. 22,000, as you say, that is that number, just to put it in that perspective, even the men's professional game in the championship can't even get that. That, what a turnout. What an incredible amount of fans turned up today. 22,000? 
can't beat it, can you? Like I, I said when I first had my um, interview with you when I come back from my injury, there's no support like the Geordie support. It doesn't matter what you do, they will support you and they will back you all of the way. And I think if we can get that in Tier 4 football, what can we get when we move up through the leagues? I mean, look at the support. There was people here from everywhere. There's people that's travelled over 200 miles just to support us. And I think it's amazing. It's, it's overwhelming. and. It's something that will live with all of us forever. Um, you've, we've made history at the end of the day, I mean, what a day to do it on. What next for NUFC women? Because 22,000, we know that the owners are looking to put money at the club. What next? Because the title is so, so close this season. Can you go on and push on and get promotion? This season? Possibly next season? Next season, um, 100%. We can't do it now this season after the result we've just been found out about Liverpool Feds. And do you know what it is? They're, they're a great team. They are, and as much as I think we deserve it more, fair play to them, and I congratulate them, and I hope they do the well next season. But next season, it's ours. It's ours to take, and I think if we can build on what we've done this season, and we'll go into next week's game like we are still able to win that league, and we will still perform, and we'll take it right through to the end of the 90 minutes. Um, so, yeah, next season's there for the taking, and I think from what we've built on today, the whole season as well as that, even at Kingston Park, we've gone from 3,000 fans to 22,000 fans. Um, yeah, it's there and I think the support that we've been given and the drive that the owners have got for the women's team is unbelievable and I think that's pushing the girls and the coaching staff on even more as well. One more question, you just hinted on there, you're signing off. We've seen it in the match programme as well that you're announcing. Well, I like you announcing, tell us what's happening and why. Um, yeah, so I actually decided at the beginning of the season that I would have one more year back of playing after I tore my ACL um, obviously it's a, a big injury that a lot of people don't come back from um, and at the time when I'd done it I was in a quite a tough place and didn't know whether I would come back or not came back uh, and knew that I wanted one more season and I've had a few injuries along the way as well this season um, and struggles so I announced on Thursday to the girls well I tried to announce it without breaking my heart that I will be retiring next Sunday. It will be my last game for Newcastle United. Um, and I'm doing that because I'm in the right position for myself. Um, thinking long term for myself of where I want to go. I'm heavily involved with coaching now. Um, and I want to be heavily involved in coaching within Newcastle and within the girls set up. Um, and I've had my time here. I've been part of the building blocks. I've been here when I had to bring my own football. I've been here when I was wearing my own kit and paying sponsorships and paying subs and stuff like that. And what a way to sign off, um, it's kind of like there you go, it's there, it's all done, all the hard work's been done, now go and showcase what you can do and go and prove why we should be in leagues above and I would have loved to have won the season on my last season but um, at the end of the day this performance that we've just done, scoring at St James's Park in front of 22,000 fans with a team that I love, for me that is winning the league and there will not be anything that will beat that, that feeling. Last question, does anybody want to thank personally from you to family members, staff, foundation, the club, fans, your last message to everybody. Yeah, thank you to everyone, um, thank you to all the girls, the coaching staff, um, the background staff, um, thank you to the fans who's kind of been our 12th person because I think without that support this season we wouldn't be where we are today and I think that's shown today as well. Um, but most of all, thank you to everyone that's been involved and pushed us to work harder and get through this one last season and kind of be my backbone when I didn't think I'd be able to do it, so, yeah. Thank you, Brooke. Well done. Newcastle Fans TV. Becky Langley, Newcastle United women's manager, joins us now after a day at St James's Park. Over 22,000 people in attendance and kick-off delayed by 15 minutes. Talk to us about the, the emotion and how you felt on this historic day. I think we're just so inspired by the crowds to you know, have that many people come and support our women's team is just a dream come true. Um, when we were warming up, the stadium was starting to fill and you know, it just you saw the Gallagher end started to open up, you saw the Leases stand start to fill and then 15 minute delay on kickoff just because there's 5,000 people outside is just 
it's things you can only dream of that doesn't happen in women's football and it has today and that's something we're just incredibly proud of. It seemed to be a tremendous family occasion. You had Amanda and Mirdad with their little one kicking the ball around after the game on the pitch. Your sister, who's the spit of you, was here as well, all in attendance. It was just a great family occasion today. Definitely. You know, it was amazing personally to have my family, my partner um, and my whole you know, friends coming out to watch me um, and the team today and really appreciated their support. Um, and the crowd were just, you know, they were a 12th man for us, a 12th woman, should I say. Um, and it was just absolutely fantastic experience. Yeah, it was watching on as well. Uh, the game itself, um, credit to Annick. I thought they they probably the best they've ever played all season. Yeah, they did well, Annick. You know, they gave us a real good game for, you know, 20, 30 minutes and it took us a little while to get going probably because we were nervous and there's a lot of pressure. The girls are not used to such a huge audience. Um, but, you know, credit to our girls who really pushed on and, and kept pushing on in that second half and it was a fantastic result in the end. I suppose with Katie Parker and Georgia Gibson, you know you've always got a chance of a goal no matter what the situation. How great have they been for you this season? Yeah, Katie and Georgia are fantastic girls. Um, I've worked with them at the university for few years now um, and I'm you know really proud that they've come and joined Newcastle United women across the last couple of seasons it'll mean everything to them to score goals on St James's Park and you know they'll be as disappointed as me they wanted promotion so desperately but they've been you know absolutely outstanding players all season and I can't wait to work with them both next season. On that I know we've obviously had you on the, the channel on the podcast before and promotion was everything for you this season that hasn't happened although most clean sheets you've ever had, most goals scored you've ever had. And after a day like this today, surely it can't be that difficult to pick yourselves up and the, and the girls up and ready to go again next season. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting balance, isn't it? Because I don't want that to kind of take the shine off an amazing day and this will live long in the memory. It will go down in history as you know, a fantastic experience for the football club. But for me personally and some of the players, it, we're desperately disappointed that we didn't get across the line to only lose two football games the full season and to come second like I get I've choked up saying I'm desperately disappointed I'll I'll be in tears no doubt later about the situation but I've just got to enjoy the experiences today and fuel my fire for next season I don't want to lose a football game um, and I want to make sure we go up as champions enjoy every second of it One player who won't be with us next season is your skipper Brooke Cochran um, Captain's privilege in uh, snatching that penalty for the uh, second goal. Just how big of a loss will she be inside the dressing room? Yeah, she'll be a big loss. She's a fantastic leader. Um, she's done so much for the women's team over the last number of seasons. Um, and I don't think she'll be a miss in that she's left such a strong legacy that the girls have learnt so much from her and taken her leadership on board. And I think they'll use that kind of what they've learned from Brooke into next season and, and beyond. This summer's going to be quite a unique one in many ways because you've actually got the support of the ownership for, for the first time in many a year. Um, what's the summer going to look like in terms of player recruitment now? Obviously there's the relationship still with the university but are Amanda and Murdad obviously tremendously supportive? Are they shown a willingness to maybe get players from further afar? I guess my first thought is protecting the players that I've currently worked all season with, that I've given absolutely everything to play for this club. Um, of course, we'll want to strengthen and the owners will back us to do that and you know make sure that we have the strongest possible team going into next season so that promotion is an absolute definite. Um, we'll obviously review kind of what what's went wrong this season because ultimately we've not achieved our aim. Um, and there won't be anybody more disappointed than me than that. Um, but I think you know we're going to really strive for next season and I want the best players here. Um, and we've got some fantastic girls in the dressing room who we want on the journey as well. Carly Telford was watching on today on Twitter. <laughs> I know I know she's gone to America. But just finally, Eddie Howe is in attendance today. Have, uh, is there maybe a meeting penciled in with the, the manager of the men's team to share some ideas? Yeah, I'd love to meet with Eddie and share some football ideas. Um, I know Amanda came down to me and she was like, we need you and Eddie to have a coffee and a chat and just you know, share ideas because we're both kind of young, forward-thinking coaches and I'm sure I can learn so much from him. He's done a fantastic job with the men's team. So credit to Eddie and his staff. Um, I'm sure my, me and my staff can learn a lot from him. Exciting times lie ahead. Becky, thank you very much for your time today. Thank Best you. of luck. Cheers.
some incredible interviews there with Casey Parker, Brooke Cochran, and of course, manager Becky Langley. And you would have heard Sam's lovely voice for the majority of it. Uh, Lee got his interview with Brooke. You got your interview with Becky, and then I thought like it only scrum. I thought it only fair that Lee got uh, got an interview as well. I mean, we were we were pitch we were doing these interviews pitch side, so which again for for guys like us is very surreal and um, a, a real pinch yourself moment. So um, I was in the, the the scrum with the Guardian. <laughs> Uh, the the Aaron, friend of the show, Aaron Stokes, uh, for, from the Chronicle, he was there too, and a couple of other media outlets. Um, that was what you heard with with Katie Barker, and then we had one 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 to ones on um, with Brooke and Becky. So yeah, I, I hope I hope you enjoyed them. Yeah, I, I have to be honest, it was it was fantastic. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to enough that I've already listened to some of the interviews and. I have to be honest, Sam. You couldn't have got a better interview with Becky and Brooke or Katie with everything that's happened today. I have to ask you about Becky because last time I had seen her on this, this afternoon, she had just been told that Liverpool fans had won. And I was thinking, I wonder how she's going to be. But she, I, the ultimate professional is the way I would describe that interview. Answered every question very, very well. And she is someone that I've always been impressed with and I'm more impressed with her now because I, the, the competitiveness with her wanting to be first and narrowly missing out by it looks like it's going to be a couple of points now if they win on the final day next Sunday. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was a tough interview she did with a lot, probably a lot of media outlets on the, uh, today, but she gave you a very good interview. Yeah, I, I've I've never made any secret of the fact I'm a huge Becky Langley fan. Um, ever since we first interviewed her last year, uh, it might have even been 2020 when we when we interviewed her initially on the podcast. She's a natural born winner. Um, yeah, she 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 did the club TV first, and then uh, went to do the media scrum, and then we had one to one with her afterwards. Um, Obviously, you've heard what she had to say. That was that was a full, unedited uh, interview you heard. Um, but we spoke very briefly after, just as we were getting a photo for the YouTube thumbnail. And I says, look, come on, you've only lost two games all season. She says, I know, I know, I know, but we really wanted it. But it, it, is, it is a difficult one. But, but don't get me wrong, she's, she's like, they're still all on cloud nine about the, the day. St James's Park because it was real um, ceiling shattering stuff, groundbreaking stuff, and she just wants to, like she said, she said to me in that interview, she she doesn't want to lose a football game, and she's only lost two all season, and ultimately, unbelievably, that's not been good enough despite breaking their records for clean sheets, goals scored, and and everything. It, it just goes to show how tough it is to get out of these leagues the right way. Football is so competitive and it doesn't matter what level you're at. And like we can look at the top of the, the Premier League right now, Liverpool, Manchester City. They don't lose games. And if they do, it's almost a disaster. Yes, <laughs> I know, I know. After that, after the last, this weekend we just had, but I'm using them as an example because when Liverpool lost out to Man City a couple of years ago by a point, they had lost one game that whole mm. season and still didn't win the league. And it's very similar to what the girls have been through today. In the set of well, the season, rather only two defeats all season and still don't get promoted. That's incredibly harsh. That's what I was kind of angling towards in the press scrum with, um, well, no, with Katie and um, Becky. That after a day like today, it, it might not be that difficult to pick yourselves up and ready to go again next season, um, like Liverpool did, as, as you mentioned them. I, I had a similar thought um, comparing the two teams, but. Look, they've done amazing this season, and the turnout that they got was just goosebump stuff. It really was. It was absolutely incredible, and it was it it just it just rounded off a fantastic day that I just can't express how proud I was to have been there, to have witnessed it. How proud I was of uh, to be a Newcastle United fan. Um, yeah, it, it was just a, a just an incredible day. 
I want to, before we talk about the other interviews, I want to talk about what you've been actually doing today. So you and Lee watched the game in the director's box to start with for the first half with myself. And in the second half, you went down to the press area. Was that on purpose? Was there a reason behind it? And what did you learn in terms of being in the press area itself? Do you want the real answer or like a professional answer? No, 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 real answer. Go on. Oh, I needed to charge my phone. <laughs> <laughs> can, I have a, can I have a completely correct question answer now as well, please? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, no, we were going down there anyway, but I, I did need to charge my phone. Um, no, we went down there anyway because, look, we had press passes, so we'd be foolish not to use them. And, like, again, we were invited by the club as well. So, oh, no, oh, this, this sounds like blowing, I'm just sounding like Lee with an ego. It's just no. But um, look, you'd be foolish not to, wouldn't you? So we watched the first half with you and then you give us a nudge to to use the press passes and, and sit in the press block for, you know, not once-in-a-lifetime stuff for people like us. I mean, it, it, it was incredibly proud day um, for everyone. But, yeah, we watched the second half um, in the press area. So that allowed us to have some space to get our gear ready for, for the post-match interviews to do, you know, mic and, uh, mic and camera checks and charge my phone. <laughs> could, could, you, could, charge could you hear Becky and even the Alec manager shouting tactical advice? Could you hear what they were trying to get their players to do? Because from the director's box, it was a little bit too difficult to hear exactly what they were trying to say. You could kind of hear bits and pieces, but not everything. Could you hear pretty much everything what they were saying? Um, I mean, the the game, as a future Newcastle United player, I think is about to interrupt the podcast again, not for the first time. Lucy Mulliner. Or is Peppa Pig going to do the job? Um, you heard the Anik manager, because there was some confusion regarding the fourth goal with the penalty, because they wanted to know why. Um, it had to be retaken, basically. Um, so, that, so there was that, um, and there was just a couple of uh, little instructions and some encouraging words. I mean, this, I mean, look, they were two and a half out of time, and Anik hadn't won a game all season, so there wasn't like anything major happening. But yeah, you, you still heard some stuff. Yeah, fantastic. I think I have to mention Brooke Cochran before I mention anybody else. Love Brooke. She's brilliant. And yeah, she, like, she is brilliant. Can't can't wish her well um enough. You can't wish her well. I can't oh, wish her well. Can't, can't wish her well enough. <laughs> can't can't wish her well. She's retiring too soon. Um she probably is, but to come back from an ACL, like not many players, whoever you are, not many athletes come back from that. So she has she's she's done it. One more full season, played pretty pretty much every game. She had a, missed a couple through like niggling injuries here and there, but yeah, incredible. Got a goal and just yeah, she's she's incredible. She's going to continue coaching and working with the foundation and whatnot. So she's a really inspirational leader, and you know she's going to be a, a loss to the to the dressing room. But when one door closes, another one opens for someone. So you know. Becky's got a decision to make and who's going to be the new captain for next season. That would be fascinating to see who the new captain will be. But just going back on to Becky, obviously I wasn't as fortunate as you and Mr Lawler, but I did meet up with Harry after the game. Harry was sitting in the East End with his mate and he came to meet us after the game. And we were just waiting outside the players' entrance pretty much because that's where you and me were going to be heading off. But they beat you to it. <laughs> Katie, Brooke and Georgia uh, came out and we were just sitting waiting and not Georgia, sorry, Brooke came up to us and said, oh, what did you think of it? What, like, just making a conversation with us. And I thought, wow, that's really nice of really nice of that. Like, I didn't expect them to come over. I might, I might have, they might have said, oh, hello, or all right, or something like that. But to actually hear them say, oh, thank you, you know, what did you make of it? And I said, I jokingly said, oh, I, said, I can't believe you. Um, you know, you scored a penalty. And I said, okay, you could have had a hat-trick today. And it, it, was, it was fantastic. It was brilliant. I think what I will say about Brooke is that She's certainly an inspiration to a lot of the girls there. I think on the pitch, of course, she has her qualities, but off the pitch, maybe it might take a while for Newcastle to get that back because 
she is the figure point. She is the face of the, the, the women's team. I think you hear the phrase captain leader legend a lot. I think for Newcastle women, she certainly is yeah. that, Sam. And I think she might be more of a miss than a lot of people give credit for because you said ACL injury. She probably does every single or majority of interviews. She's probably been a leader to Becky and trying to get the younger players to make sure they do the right things before the game, after the game, through the week and set an example. That doesn't happen overnight. That happens through time. But I'm sure she'll have some sort of place in the future with Newcastle United women. I'm sure the foundation will make sure of that as well. Yeah, do you know, it was funny because, um, as my daughter coughs, um, we were waiting by uh, the pitch, obviously, but next to the home dugout to do the interviews. And Brooke, Brooke was out there, but her friends and family were there. So we weren't um, interacting with her until we got the interview. But she just seemed very happy, very content. And I think she's, she's made a peace with the decision that it was always going to be a final season. So she is going to be a miss. Um, but, you know, she's still going to be around. I, I don't think uh, Newcastle United women have, have seen the last of her, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And two players in particular would not see the last of. Georgia Gibson being one. And Katie Barker in particular being another. And it looks like Katie Barker is going to win that golden boot, which you mentioned to her uh, on, on Sunday. It has to be said, Sam. She is just a little firecracker. She's got yeah. that little bit of aggression. She's got that goal-scoring ability where she can sniff out an opportunity. And I think... She reminds me a bit of Dwight Gale. Yeah, tell all the girls she's, you know. She's, 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 yeah, exactly. So... She, you know, she she that size and and the way she plays and and hunts people down and always got a, a goal in her and always um, on the last man on the on their shoulders and not giving them an inch. Um, yeah, she, she's she's a proper proper striker. There's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, there was some a lot of good performances out there today. Not just them two. I've, um, I thought Packham, uh, Packham and Watt were quite solid at the back and um, Wilkinson and and um, Beth Guy in, in the, in the centre of midfield too. So they're, they're a good side. They're incredibly unlucky not to not to, to get that promotion. But I think um, it's going to be one hell of a good evening for them nonetheless after that. I think the adrenaline's coursing through their veins after a day in front of 22 thousand Newcastle fans. Twenty-two thousand. I can't get that number out of my head. That is absolutely incredible for the women's game. I'm just seeing a few tweets and like people like Sky Sports have picked it up. ESPN have picked it up. Incredible. It's a big story now. It's a big, big story, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um finally Sam, what does the future hold for Newcastle United women? What short term or long term? Three to five years. Championship minimum. They've got to have two promotions in there in, in three to five years. I, as I said, my last uh, second to last question to Becky was, well, what's this summer going to look like? Because normally it's just what the new players are pretty much whatever comes through the university and like the local lasses that they pick up along the way that have maybe been, um, that have left other clubs in the region. That, that that might not be like that anymore. They can actually go into the proper transfer market, if you like, but um, go and get some players that they wouldn't normally be able to attract. So it's going to be a very interesting summer, both for the men and women of Newcastle United. And um, yeah, I just wish them every success in the world because they're a really great group. And, um, and most of them are Newcastle fans as well. So that makes it a little bit more special, especially on days like that. 100%, 100%. A day to remember for Newcastle United women and it's been an absolute pleasure being a part of this little tiny part of that uh, day with being invited alongside myself, uh, alongside Sam and Lee, of course. It's been absolutely brilliant, absolute pleasure and I can't wait for the next one. Hopefully, we might be able to get maybe three or four games at St. James's next, next season. I think that would be ideal. A few games, maybe in a bigger capacity, ground, and then the odd game 
at St. James's Park, I think would be ideal for the women in the future. But I'm sure promotion will happen. And I'm sure promotion will happen next season, especially the way the things are going, because the last six months have been absolutely incredible for everything in regards to Newcastle United, men's, women's foundation, yeah. everything. The buzz is certainly back. The atmosphere, the great atmosphere has been incredible. And 22,000 people have seen that the women can play and they can play. There's more than what was at Watford versus Burnley in the Premier League the day previous. That tells you you the support. Never underestimate the support for Newcastle United in any capacity. What a Green and Morning show it's been. And we've still got a lot more to come. We've got some fantastic shows on the way, so keep tuned to everything Green and Morning show. We've got some fantastic podcasts coming and we can't wait to do it. So from myself, Jonathan Green and Sam Mulner, this has been a Green and Morning show special for Newcastle United Women. Newcastle Fans TV.